Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher. Today I am joined by my special guest Erica Beam. And we're going to be talking about sacred intimacy and how this can empower women to lead from the heart and with love. So I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Please tell us where you're from and what is it that you do. Yay, I am so delighted to be here as well. I live in La Crosse, Wisconsin in the U.S. It's right on the Mississippi River. And yes, as you shared, I'm a sacred intimacy coach. And what that really means to me in the grand, grandest sense is I typically work with women to restore the lost parts of themselves. And I love to do that in the space of sexuality because that's a part of ourselves that has been historically suppressed. And it goes way beyond that, we really dig into our shadows, our emotions, our intuition, and reclaim those parts of ourselves, those parts that make us powerful as women or as feminine beings, and so that you can walk in the world with greater wholeness, and that's really what my work is all about. Mm, that sounds juicy. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love that you say you reclaim to reclaim back your power, to reclaim back your femininity as such as a woman. And I feel that this is what a lot of women, you know, we feel that we're not worthy of that divine desire, that sexuality, that that flow um, of the life force energy, which we all have, right? And it is because it's been suppressed for such a long time. But I wanted to understand, how did you get into this work? Tell us a little bit about your journey of how you began this whole you know, path of where you are at, or walking this path towards where you are at the moment. Yeah, definitely. There's so many different breadcrumbs and trails that brought me here. Mm. Um, a big pivotal moment for me is... Uh, this intimate moment that I had with my partner one day. Um, before I even get into that, so part of my story is that when I was 20, I became pregnant and I chose to have an abortion. And there was a lot of shame that I took on from that experience. And uh, it was always something that you know, those things were like, that only happens to other people. That doesn't happen to me. So when I experienced that, I made myself wrong for it having happened to me. And uh, I didn't fully realize that I had picked up shame from that experience until uh, I noticed when I moved in with my partner this was in around, around February of 2020. We had previously been long distance. And when I got pregnant, we were long distance as well. So we weren't really being intimate because we weren't really together. But then once we came back together, we were in this intimate experience and you know, we're trying to be intimate, but then it all just hit me. And I became really, you know, I had a trauma response. I was really 
scared to engage, you know, in sex in that way. And in that moment, I realized like, whoa, I, there's a lot here that I haven't been looking at and that it's showing up in my life now and it's affecting my relationship. And uh, yeah, it really kind of disconnected me from my sexuality. And it wasn't just that event, you know, there were some other things too. It was at a time that I was also just starting my business as a life coach. I wasn't specifically working with women in this way quite yet. You know, it's been an evolution. So, you know, I feel like I was very much in like a hustle mode, trying to produce, trying to grow my business. So I also related to sex at that time as something that's not really that important and that there are way more important and productive things to do. Mm. So I would always say no to my partner. I wouldn't want to spend time doing that. I would always reject him and make him feel rejected. And eventually Mm. it became a big enough pain point in our relationship where I was like, okay, I need to... I really need to look at this. So, you know, there's a couple different things that really led me to that moment where I had to get really honest with myself mm-hmm. and realize that there were a lot of things that I had been shoving under the rug. Um, you know, shame from that experience, but also shame from other past experiences, um, suppressing my sexuality. And anyways, when I, from that moment, I decided, okay, I'm going to see what's here for me. I'm going to you know, I explored different avenues. I listened to different podcasts and stuff. I read different books because I thought that I was actually thought I was like sexually disconnected and that there was something wrong with me. And it's so funny because I'm a Scorpio and Scorpios are stereotypically known for being really passionate and sexual. Mm -hmm. And I resonate with everything about being a Scorpio. Like it's so me but it was always that piece where I'm like, that doesn't feel like it resonates. So Mm. I didn't feel like I was a sexual being until I started exploring that part of myself. And I discovered that I was actually a highly sexual being. Um, And when I allowed myself to lean into that part of myself, it was like I had, you know, it had been untapped. So I was tapping into a new part of myself And leaning into that, it felt like I was becoming more me. I felt more whole. And because I wasn't keeping these parts of myself hidden. Mm -hmm. And through going through that process, I really learned how to use my voice. I learned how to connect with my true desires, my self-expression. You know, I became more self-expressed. I learned how to trust myself more. So, so much came from that sexual awakening. It was honestly a sexual awakening and it didn't just support my relationship and in the bedroom, it really had an impact on all the other areas of my life. It was so, so powerful. And yeah, ever since that moment, I was like, there's some real magic here that is not being tapped into and not just with me, but so many women as a whole um because i also was in conversation with other women and learned from other women who also had abortions and you know it's not just about abortion but 
you know, these things in ourselves as women that we suppress, we hide, we don't talk about, we stay silenced with. So this experience illuminated all the different ways that I was doing that. And I was like, no, I'm not committed to that life anymore. So I went on a journey of really looking at what are all the things that I'm suppressing, that I'm hiding, that I'm shaming about myself. And I went on a journey of liberating all of them. And I'm not done yet. There's so much more to still liberate. Mm. But this has become my life path now to really get honest with myself about those untapped places and really leaning in and excavating the magic there Mm. and expressing it in the world. So powerful. Leaning in and, you know, shame and secrets, man, that just completely blows sexuality or your sensuality or your feminine essence out of the water shame and let's talk about the shame the shame that we hold as women around our bodies our sexuality our yonis you know all of that essence even you know our our figure as such is is so profound and I work with a lot of women and you know a lot of the stuff that's coming through is around coming back to the womb space reconnecting with the wisdom of the womb again and through that wisdom bringing that wisdom and the yoni wisdom you know the yoni consciousness bringing that into form into play and embodiment of in our bodies again and it's so beautiful when you see the woman truly stepping into that empowerment through their sensuality you know we are so um separated from ourselves that we don't even want to hold ourselves or touch our own bodies because of the shame the deep shame and the secrets around you know what which has been in society for such a long around what sexuality actually means and i feel this is a big part of um humanity's evolution is around the understanding of what at that sacred sexuality actually means for you as an individual what it feels like how you can lean deeper into that and really, you know, like you said, beautifully become whole within that space of exploration and excavating. And there's so much beauty that lies within that. But if you too ashamed or you're holding on to secrets, um, you're holding on to fear around going there, you know, and I can feel when I, when I tap into this, there's a collective there's a collective shame around that, that we here as beautiful leaders are transmuting just by starting, you know, we begin with this um, tapping into our own story, leaning into our own story. And then from that space, rippling out that to other people as well. So thank you for sharing your story. It's beautiful. And I love the different bits and pieces that you've gone through but also that you say that you're not done yet because we are never done with our journey we're always transforming always expanding and so for the beautiful woman and also men you know because this message is not just for women it's for men that's tuning in and tapping into this beautiful broadcast today if you had to tell us more about what maybe a couple of points or three points of sacred sexuality, folding it into a beautiful basket or with a golden bow. What does that mean to you? Yeah, sacred sexuality for me is uh, honoring all parts of yourself. I think as a collective, we've been trained to put parts of ourselves into baskets or boxes, like this is acceptable here, this is the right way to be, this is the wrong way to be. 
this is a desirable experience, this is an undesirable experience. So when you can see sexuality as sacred, and especially sexuality, because it's been something that historically has been really taboo in different religions, there's, it's attached to sin. So when we can see this really taboo thing as sacred, then it becomes a pathway to see everything else as sacred and sexuality is such a powerful energy your sexual energy is such a powerful energy I believe it is the most powerful energy in the universe because it creates life like it mm. created you it created me it created everyone here who's listening and it doesn't just create human life or or animal life you know beings it also has the power to create or birth ideas, um, you know, your creativity and uh, has the power to birth things in your life. Just, it literally creates all of life. Mm. So when we can see that we are all sexual beings and all of our sexuality is sacred, then we can see ourselves as being the ultimate creators of our life, because we all have this creative life force energy and potential that we get to tap into. And I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that we've been taught sexuality is something to shame or suppress or hide, because if we all knew the powerful energy we have access to, we'd all be really, really powerful. Mm. And you know, there's some constructs and people that didn't want people to be that powerful so that's kind of how it got misconstrued um so yeah that's how I see yeah absolutely yeah that's beautiful the power of manifestation of that life force energy it is the creative fires it's the fire of creation that we have moving through us and so everything everything up until very recently and more people are coming back into their creative fires into truly understanding what that means for them um, but there is still a lot of work to be done you know as a collective for humanity and our evolution as well but when we understand that actually you know we create moment by moment through using that sexual energy and that the more we ignite our fires the more that ripples out to the rest of our life like you said earlier on it ripples out to your business, it ripples out into your relationships, into everything that you're doing, you start beginning to vibrate at a higher level because you are vibrating at that creative frequency, um, which is beautiful and powerful. And I think this is what women have to realize when we are in our divine feminine, right? When we're in our sacred sexuality, in, in embracing all parts of that, whatever that means for you, because it's different for everybody. And it simply means connecting to self, doesn't it? that connection yeah. to self then yeah, we become powerful that. yeah go, go carry on that um you know when we talk about sexuality or sexual energy it's not just something you do in the bedroom with another person mm -hmm. it's so much more than that it's really about um it's really about your turn on and your aliveness and yeah this higher vibration of joy and pleasure your radiance and when we're feeling radiant, you know, we're powerful. We know that we can create anything that we want. And those 
those life moments that are maybe hard or confronting, they don't have as much power over us because we know our power. We know that our power comes from within. So you kind of become limitless mm. when you're connected to that. So I love that you say that. How do we turn on the sacred sexuality within us? You know, how do we step into that aliveness, into that higher vibration of pleasure and into our radiance? How do we do that? Yeah, so I love what you were starting to say before that. It's this deep connection to yourself. Mm -hmm. And why I call myself a sacred intimacy coach is because the pathway to it is to have a really sacred an intimate relationship with yourself. It's mm. really connected. You know, it has to start with self-love. We don't have self-love. We're not going to feel worthy of feeling pleasure, turn on aliveness, knowing that we can have everything that we want. So it really starts there and creating that devotion to yourself. Mm. So that really starts with creating that space to be with yourself and to know yourself intimately. What turns you on? What turns you off? What feels like alignment? What doesn't feel like alignment? What do you desire in life? And following those desires. And it can be so little and simple too, like riding a bike to the store versus driving in your car. You know, if that makes you feel more connected to the earth and yourself and, you know, the magic that is the world, that's my experience anyway, it's like, do those things. And because, you know, after you're driving there, it's like, you, or after you're biking there, you enjoy the experience of shopping more, you know, whatever. Or if it's waking up early in the morning and loving the stillness before the whole world wakes up, bring that into your day. Because when you're in that still magic, then the day that follows that, you're so much more connected to yourself. Mm. So connecting to your, your desires, what lights you up and what, you know, that's the pathway to your turn on and your radiance and having your sexual energy, energy be flowing throughout your body rather than, rather than stuck. Mm. And a beautiful way of doing that is movement, you know, really getting, putting your favorite song on, you know, whether it's a headbanger song or whether it's a flowing song, whatever it is, but just getting that energy moving. We're not meant to be stuck and sitting at desks nine to five, you know, we're not meant to be doing that. We're meant to wake up in the morning and connect to all that we are, the magic of who we are. And so it is it is visible all around us, within nature, within the connection to earth. You know, if one of those connections are severed, because as above is below, if one of those connections are severed, we start to kind of unravel. So being in nature, it helps us to come back to our sensuality, come back to the beauty of who we are, the love, unconditional love that is available to us, the possibilities and opportunities that can unfold from being in, in a cocoon space where we are birthing things and planting seeds and, you know, then all of a sudden coming out the butterfly the other side. It's all these cycles and rhythms that we experience. And, you know, that's all part of our sensuality and sexuality and that beautiful energy that moves through us every day. If we are disconnecting ourselves from that, which EMF does, you know, EMF 
is here to disconnect us from our God frequency, from our source frequency, from source. And the more we spend time on devices, the more we spend time on watching television instead of actually being out in nature and connecting with all of those parts of us, the more we're disconnecting from that divine essence of who we actually are. Mm. Yes. Two uh, two pieces that you spoke to in there that I want to expand on are that lead to your turn on our sensuality and movement. So I, I always tell clients four elements of a turn on as well are movement, breath, sound, and presence, because those things allow us to circulate and move our life force energy. Um, you know, movement, just moving your body in any way, it gets out those kinks and it allows the energy to flow. Also using your breath, like so often in, as we go throughout our days, our breath is so shallow. It's not, it's surface level, it's not deep. So the deeper you breathe, the deeper you can feel your life, the more aliveness that you can feel. Your breath also helps to circulate your energy. Sound. Sound is so deeply connected to our nervous systems. Um, you know, just like letting out like a, a deep, like, ah, or even a moan, it stimulates our vagus nerve, which is the, the largest nerve in the body, which controls our parasympathetic, our, our nervous system. So by expressing sound in your voice, you're actually regulating your nervous system. And we're not able to tap into pleasure and turn on when we're in a, fight and flight state. It requires a, it requires you to be in your parasympathetic nervous system to really be relaxed and relaxed enough to experience that pleasure. And of course, presence that goes back to that, that intimacy with yourself. You know, you, you can't really experience your life if you're not present. And yeah, turn on is so connected to your sensuality and what we mean by sensuality is your ability to feel your senses, sensuality, senses. So the five senses, tapping into all of those brings you more into the present moment, brings you more into your life, you're feeling deeper. Um, so I wanted to mention those very key pathways to your turn on. And you're spoken, you spoke about what I refer to as your turn off traps, you know, scrolling on your phone, um, when you haven't moved your body, when you're not being in nature, these things that disconnect you from your alignment, I call them your turn off traps. Mm -hmm. So it's really great to notice what are your turn off traps and to notice them and shut them down in the moment. And a simple way you can lean into your turn on is asking yourself, what would make this moment 1% more pleasurable? Is it taking a deeper breath? Is it lighting a candle before you sit down to work? Is it moving your hips to a song, you know, in between tasks? Is it adding some, some herbs to the top of your food, you know, making it really delectable and delicious? Mm -hmm. There's so many different examples I could give. Yeah, I love that. Turn off traps. I call it contraction. Um, those things that cause contraction in your, your life. And, you know, for instance, giving a silly example, you know, when you have a piece of cake 
and we like, oh my gosh, this is going to make me fat or, you know, I'm not supposed to be having this. And that creates contraction in your body and straight away it shuts down your feminine or your beautiful sexual, sensual energy, your creative fires. And think about the moments in your life where you contract instead of connecting. And I really, like you said, just see if you can connect more, lean deeper into just 1%. It doesn't have to be like, okay, now I'm going to be, you know, changing my life. And um, it, it just, it happens in incremental steps, right? Sometimes like what happened to me on Friday, I've been contracting for a long time. And I knew that I was contracting, but I was holding the boat afloat. And on Friday, I had a healing session and I literally released all the contraction through a massive scream. And I share it here because my, my followers, my, my people know I'm very open um, and I teach through my own journey. And as soon as that released, I realized it was the oppression of my feminine energy, of my creative fires, you know. Um, and it happens when we give voice as women too much to the masculine we listen to that masculine and we give voice to that too much and allowing the control or the sense of um you know having everything in a certain way we're not like that as women we want to flow we want to experience we want to be moving right and so it was a huge release on friday and i was like wow, why haven't I done this? I mean, I've gone through many death cycle and rebirth cycles. Okay. And for those people that don't know what death and rebirth cycles are, um, that's a whole conversation for another day. But, you know, it is pretty much where you're saying goodbye to the old and you're being born into a new, completely new frequency. Um, your cells are activated. You're radiating um, a new sense of, of possibilities, opportunities. And it's it's a beautiful opening for you that comes into play. And you step into a deeper sense of who you are, what your truth is. And that's really, really powerful. But I want to come back to contraction. This contraction, like if you think about those times in your life, you know, where you've contracted, Erica, where you've felt contracted and you shared a little bit about it in the beginning as well, you know, where you had to deep dive into your wounds and into the pain that was causing the, the trauma responses that you were having. Um, can you share a little bit more about, you know, what that felt like and what it, what the experience was and how you kind of moved through it as well, please? Yeah, totally. Um, for me, contraction shows up as being numb like mm. disconnected from my body I know a lot of people they'll experience pain or tension you know a physical closing of their body and I experience those things too um, but what I've learned about myself is it, it usually shows up as like numbness so it's extra sneaky in that way where I won't notice it because I won't feel it um, so those are those are signals and signs for me that there's something I'm typically avoiding in myself, you know, because I'm numbing it and mm. I'm not wanting to feel it. And for so, you know, for a while I was carrying around shame that I picked up from different life experiences. And I didn't even know that it was, you know, you hear people talk about shame. And at that point in my life, I, 
you know, I, I, I heard about it. I knew that some people have shame, but I never thought it was something that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I always just thought, oh, I just like don't trust myself where I just have a lot of self-doubt. But when I actually looked deeper, I realized like, no, I fundamentally thought I was wrong for certain things. Um, and the sneaky thing about shame is that shame is ashamed of itself. So it wants to stay hidden. Um, so for me, what was really pivotal and key was to go on a journey of sensuality and a somatic experience, being more in my body, learning how to feel the things that I didn't want to feel. As and you know, a lot of people, so I had a certain relationship with my emotions where they were bad and wrong to feel. I remember growing up, whenever I was crying as a little kid, my parents would tell me, go to your room and cry. So I learned you keep sadness and that expression hidden. So because of that, I learned to not express it. So for me, what the journey looked like was a lot of crying, expressing my emotion. And because I was so trained at not expressing it in the authentic moment, I started to create intentional containers for myself to express sadness or feelings on purpose. I would put on some music. I would make a playlist for myself that, you know, with music that really embodied the energy that I was experiencing. And I just fully went into it. I went wild. I was messy. I needed to get to the bottoms and the depth of it to release it. Because without that, I was staying stuck in the middle of it. And it just kind of kept perpetuating itself underneath the surface. So that was a really big piece for me to open up more. Because as long as I was keeping those emotions underneath the surface, it was keeping me dense and contracted. And once I freed those emotions, I was able to open. I was able to feel more pleasure. Um, Because the thing is, you know, the, to the extent that we numb our pain is also the extent that we numb our pleasure. And when I felt that pain on a deeper level, I was able to experience pleasure on a deeper level then. Mm, Very powerful. So beautiful. And I feel the devotion, the word devotion that you used earlier on, it is being devoted to your own um, journey, to your own healing, to your own treatment, to your own path where you're not afraid to be vulnerable. You're not afraid to crack wide open because on the other side of that cracking open, you know, when you crack open that wound, there is gold in there, right? And we're too afraid to go there. We're too afraid to see what's there because of the pain is is too severe, it's too fierce. And don't get me wrong, there are people that have gone through incredibly traumatic sexual experiences or physical experiences and emotional experiences you know mental breakdowns and I understand that but when we step into back into lean into our power our sensual sexual power and start loving our vulnerabilities our broken pieces and our you know all the bits that we don't love 
then there's so much gold to be had within that space of discovery. And this is where your power in your business lies, because when you feel turned on, like you rightly said, you feel like you want to create, you feel like you can manifest, then you attract the people into your life that really wants to work with you because they feel that turn on, they feel that vibrancy of your aliveness, of your energy. And so rightly so, people then want to work with you or you, you know, you start being in the world in a different um, way, in a different space altogether. You radiate out that vibrancy. So it all starts with you coming back to also what you said, um, Erica, it all starts with you. What turns you on? What is it that, and not just sexually, but in every aspect of your life, you know, perhaps we can give the people, go make a list say in your relationship, your health, well-being, your mental um, mental well-being, spirituality, whatever it is, okay, money, success, write it all down. What turns you on in those aspects? And how can you bring back the aliveness if it doesn't turn you on? Um, so that you can step into a higher frequency, into a higher vibration. And then automatically you begin to bring to you, manifest to you all of those amazing, beautiful things that you truly desire, don't you? Yes, I think it's such a worthy practice to take on discovering what turns you on. And I invite you all to think about it as a kind of like an, a, a self-experiment or an exploration. Just go about your day and notice not intellectually what turns you on, but how do you experience that in your body? And again, like notice what turns you off and also use that as a food for thought with, okay, I know this turns me off. So like what might turn me on if that turns me off? And yeah, in every area of your life, what you wear, how you work out, the food you eat, the conversations that you're in, the content that you consume, the art that you create or consume as well. Um, it's it's such a, a fun journey and you're going to learn so much more about yourself. Yeah. And I actually want to share an example of that because I've been on um, a plan to reset my hormones. Now, we all as women know about hormones, right? When we get to a certain age, they all go, go out the door um, and things start changing. Our bodies start changing. And so it's like looking at our bodies with love. But I'm on this plan and it's limiting your calories per day. So you only have a certain amount of calories. And I'm completely one for I love my food. And so I went out for dinner with my husband on the weekend and we went to a, a curry restaurant and I had a piece of naan, which I haven't had for probably about three months. And it was orgasmic. It was so delicious. It was buttery. It was fluffy. And I could feel that naan through my whole body. Like it just gave me so much joy and so much pleasure. And I felt every single little tingle of it. So when we deny ourselves that, which kind of I have been doing for the last 18 days, you know, um, it's almost like our body goes, it reminds us of actually what does give us pleasure. So in terms of, yes, the reset, that's great. It's done its work now. And now I'm going back to eating normal food again after the 18 days. But it was like my body was in contraction. It was in contraction and I needed to experience that, to experience the joy of how, what it could bring me again. 
The same with a piece of cake. If you fancy a piece of chocolate cake and you're denying yourself that chocolate cake, you're denying yourself your own pleasure. So go and have that cake and, you know, eat it and let it drool and drip all over you if you need to, you know, just experience every single part of it, but don't deny yourself it. And I am one to talk about that because I've experienced this firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When you find what turns you on, savor that moment, lean mm -hmm. into it even deeper and deeper and challenge yourself, like, mm -hmm. and notice, like, what are the edges of my pleasure here? Can I allow myself to have even more in this moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that expansion. And that's very much also coming back to the womb. When we actually connect with our womb, our womb holds so much wisdom around our trauma and everything and, you know, our ancestral knowledge, wisdom codes, whatever it is. When we tune into the womb, the womb can help us heal that trauma parts of us as well. But it also can help us stoke the fires again of creation, that feminine essence. And then we can expand that out from us and have that radiance and that joy, the joy for life. I think, you know, sacred intimacy or sacred sexuality for me means a joy. It is the joy of life, um, life itself and all its facets and forms that we can experience it and breathe it in and express ourselves and create, you know, throwing paint at a canvas. Um, that's that's part of us sharing our sensuality our sexuality and loving ourselves more deeply um in every way that we can isn't it yeah it's living a life that turns you on mm. and when you lean into your pleasure more and more and more you raise your standards for the life that you will accept for yourself and you'll you'll notice like moments or experiences will come into your life and you maybe would have accepted them in the past and as you go on a journey of your sacred sexuality those moments you won't put up with them anymore you're raising your standards and what you're worthy of receiving for yourself so in that way you know it's access to more self-empowerment and self-love and worthiness yeah boundaries man boundaries are so important and if your boundaries are not working reassess your boundaries and raise your standards because you are worthy you are beautiful you are magnificent you're magic and so own all of that own your body you know own your flabby bits own your droopy bits whatever it is okay own the the lines on your face and I will share this again because this was a beautiful thing. I saw this post one day of a woman and she goes, oh, look at them. Look at these cuties. And she was referring to her lines on her face and she was loving them, you know, and she says, oh, they're going to grow all the way down here when I get older. And she looked at herself with love and joy instead of going, oh, look at me. I'm an old hag. You know, I'm getting so old. So it's the way how we switch from that contraction into connection in the moment rather than, you know, shutting down, because when we shut down, our yoni shuts down as well, okay, our womb shuts down, that's why women are experiencing pain during intimacy, because of that contraction, the more you relax, the more you breathe, like you said, you know, your tools that you shared today, 
breathe into your body and allow it to open up, the more you can receive. And that's not just in this in a intimacy, you know, way. It's it's so much in a daily life kind of situation as well, isn't it? Yeah, I love the point you made around the woman really celebrating her wrinkle lines mm. because you know that's that's the thing. Like through this lens of sacred sexuality, you're seeing all of life as sacred even your flaws, even your wrinkles. And just as much, like I said before, to the extent that you numb your pain is to the extent that you numb your pleasure. And in sort of a similar way, when you uh, shut out these parts of yourself that are not that easy to love, you're inadvertently shutting out the parts of you that are also easier to love. And, you know, really that we easily embrace. So through embracing all parts of yourself, even the things that you maybe I think are messy or ugly or shameful about yourself, then you can also further embrace your greatness and it all gets to rise together. Yeah, so beautiful. And I want to speak into the different levels of expansion expression we have as women, especially, you know, we we start as young women um, or baby, then moving into teenagers and looking at our bodies going, you know, comparing ourselves to other people and um, that that can get really wedged in. And so, and then we move into motherhood and we look at our bodies and we go, oh my goodness, you know, my body, everything's moving south. And then we're moving into older age where, you know, we're in our midlife and then we're moving into crone. And at each aspect of these levels that we're going through, it's about really tuning into our bodies and feeling what we want in that moment, what we really truly desire, even at crone level, you know. Um, the the body of the crone holds so much wisdom she's been through it all and so she can share all of that wisdom by rippling out by tuning into her own body and not feeling like I'm old I'm not loved anymore Um, and I do work with older women as well I work with from young to old and I see how these women through the different levels are shutting themselves down because of the changes in their body the changes in the ability that they have or the um, like you know when we're young we feel vibrant we feel like we want to do stuff we live life but the older you get you feel like oh hmm, I'm not accepted anymore I'm not you know, part of the society, um, you know, technology is getting ahead of me, that kind of stuff. So tune into you, tune into your body, what's alive for you, what turns you on, what makes you happy, what gives you joy, and let that feed your life, let that manifest whatever you need to manifest in this life. And so I want to come back to, you know, our first kind of question or why we started talking about the sacred intimacy and how this can empower women to lead from the heart okay let's let's go into that so maybe you want to share a little bit how can it empower women to lead from the heart yeah so if we don't have a loving relationship with ourselves if we don't accept all parts of ourselves or most of the parts of ourselves Mm -hmm. We're, we're in self-judgment and we're kind of in our own space. We're self-criticizing, 
Um, you know, we're shaming, we're judging ourselves. And when you're in that space, you're focused on yourself. You're not really able to connect or focus on others. So it limits your ability to lead because you're making it all about you. So when you're able to silence those, that self-judgment, you're able to be more intimate and connected with another person. You're able to feel your own heart because you have love for yourself. And then you're able to connect to the hearts of other people as well. Mm. And the more that we accept ourselves, the more that we can accept others. So you might think about it like an onion. Consider that all these societal constructs or are the outside layers, the judgments, the criticisms that we have about ourselves. And when you peel those away, what you connect with is your true essence and your heart. And it has more space to shine through to be felt by yourself and others. Mm. And then you get to lead from that place. Yeah, absolutely. And it begins to, the, it really begins where we kind of, the words that we say to ourselves, the words we believe, the stories we believe, the way we speak to ourselves. you know, it begins with how we speak to ourselves. I love my body. You know, I am worthy of love. I desire and truly accepting what it is that you desire. You know, what is it that you want in your business? What is it that you, what are the type of people you want to attract into your business? You know, who do you want to serve? Who do you want to commune with? It's so important to make all those choices because you're sending a signal to the universe. But if you live from that space of contraction, which is you telling yourself, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, you know, look at her, you know, I'm, I'm not as good as her, so surely I'm not going to receive, you know. So it's that way we speak to ourselves and our words are very powerful um, that begins to kind of crack open all of the parts of us that is needing to be seen, needing to be witnessed. Um, and then it becomes a beautiful journey, doesn't it? It becomes a beautiful journey. And it's about acceptance. The key here is acceptance, accepting all of the parts in your journey right now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, now. What can you do now? Mm, I love that. <laughs> so, Erica, just for the last few minutes that we're together, um, thank you so much for your wisdom and for sharing your magic today with us. I can feel your essence. I can feel your joy and the work that you are doing. So is there anything that you want to leave um, those beautiful people that are listening with today to some last golden nuggets? Yeah, I am on a mission to remind every single human in this world or to create space for them to remember who they are, like who they truly are within. Mm -hmm. So I just want everyone to really feel in their hearts that you are worth it and that pleasure is your birthright and that thriving is your birthright. And each and every one of you are a gift to this world and the world is waiting for you to know yourself as who you are and to feel you from that place. 
So be compassionate with yourself, meet yourself wherever you are and know that you are worth it. Mm. Magical words. Really listen to those words as Erica speaks them and feel where it really lands in your body. Where does it light you up? You know, where are parts of you that are contracting? Where are parts of you that are connecting? You know, we are as human beings, we can't just be divine. We've chosen this life here to live this life. So we're bringing our divinity, anchoring it into our reality here. So it is about really truly tuning into the body, that beautiful messenger, and allowing yourself to move and be moved through life from that feeling space and from the heart. So Erica, thank you. Thank you so much for your wisdom today. I loved having you on this podcast and I will share some more details about Erica's work and her website underneath here. And thank you so much for joining us, everyone, today from my heart to yours. As always, I love you. Mm -hmm.